Hi, I'm LaDonna Tittle, and you're You're listening listening to... And I encourage you to listen to One Song Playlist with my cousin, Dr. Tony Dunbar. Hi, I'm Tony Dunbar, the host of One Song Playlist. Welcome to part two of our interview with the iconic LaDonna Tittle, recorded in October of 2020. In this second segment, we discuss two topics key to our humanity, music and food. We hope you enjoy listening. Bon appetit. So quick, quick question. Uh, what would you say uh, back in the times of the 70s, around the same time as Uchild, what, what would, what songs resonate? I would say maybe a what's going on, but what may have been some of your favorite songs from the 70s and that post or civil rights uh, time period? Oh God, you just said it. What's going on? Which is still the millennium album of all millenniums. I mean, did Marvin Gaye know what he was about to create? But he did it. Trouble Man. I mean, Trouble Man. Oh my God. I just love that whole orchestration of it. The whole uh, musical vibe that it gives. Um, Lou Rawls, you know, uh, uh, just, uh, yeah, so many songs, anything Chicago was, was cool. Uh, and I, being that I liked all genres of music, yeah, that, that kind of music, the 70s was just great. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, Sly and the Family Stone, uh, Stand, uh, even Stevie Wonder. Yeah, chance to cross paths with maybe either the emotions or Curtis Mayfield or any of those folks inside of either interviewing them or or connecting with them. The emotions, yeah, they used to come down to our set at the Taste on 63rd, 64th, and Low. Right. Emotions came down and visited us a couple of afterwork sets. I did that afterwork set for about ten years. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, during the seventies. during my BMX days, you know. Yeah, I did yeah. after work sets at um, one of the jazz clubs in Gary where I had uh, uh, Gene Emmons and Sonny Stitt come and play at our set. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we used to pack our little records in the car like Herb Kent, you know, okay. he had this uh, uh, US mail truck that he bought, you know, wow. that was, uh, re- recycled and that's where he kept most of his records. Of course now, when Herb Kim would come to a set, it was like he walked in like a doctor's briefcase because it was all computerized. Right, right, right. Just plug up and play any song. Of course, he's, he's probably has one of the most outstanding uh, dusty collections besides uh, what's Richard McGee. You remember him? Right, DJ on, on uh, VON, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Herb Kim was a, a great uh, inspiration for me to launch myself into radio, unbeknownst to me, going into radio. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring up one more Chicago name. If I said the name Yvette Stevens, would it would it ring a bell? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Yvette Stevens. Yvette Stevens. Why does that name? That's a familiar name. Because she's better known as Shaka Khan. That's right. So you know the names, yeah. And Takaboom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Did they ever come for interviews or come pat, come through the station near those Chicago icons? Yes, Shaka Khan did. She came through with JPC. And I re- remember 
sitting in the lunchroom because I went to everybody's summer school. I love school. In high school, I just love school. In fact, um, a very, very dear friend of mine in going to college at Chicago State, he asked me, was I going to become a professional student? <laughs> That's how long I was in college. But I love school and I wanted to get my degree and and that's what I did. I worked in and went to school. But yeah, Shaka Khan came to the radio station at, when I was at JPC. And uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, they would always give any embarking stars that came through. Because you would do the interview upstairs uh, with Jet Magazine. Then you go to another floor and did an interview with Ebony. And then you came to our floor, the fourth wild and crazy floor of the whole building was JPC. So uh, Shaka Khan, and then you do a profile pictures downstairs in the photo studio with Norman Hunter was the uh, profile the photographer for shoots like this. So when Shaka came, uh, <laughs> I never will forget. They brought her a package down from fashion fair. So you would have the cologne and all the makeup. And, and Mr. Johnson made this a gift to all of the, uh, in fact, to us too, working on the air as well. So when Shaka Khan pulled out this perfume, she went like, oh, I love this, and squirted herself all the way around and kicked up her leg and squirted down there too. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Shaka. That is classic. Because, <laughs> I mean, I just thought she was the sexiest woman alive. And her, her, I went to a couple of her concerts. And uh, Tom, made the, Tom made the mistake of asking her, uh, or somebody did, about uh, her hair, her wigs. And she, like, I mean, this was a different shot because she said, I never wear wigs and I don't do commercials. And I don't believe to this day I've ever seen Shaka Khan in a commercial, in a TV commercial. I don't believe. Maybe her music, but not her image. Not her image. I've never seen her in a TV commercial. I guess at one time uh, doing TV commercials or, you know, was like considered not cool, but, you know, now it's the biggest thing ever. I mean, we're watching TV on laptops and our computers, and Mr. Johnson made that prediction of that one day happening. Our technology people, evolving to the yeah, point that it is technology now. was evolving, and he said that. I never will forget, but that was my funniest image of Shaka Khan at JPC. There were a who, lot who of- was it, Who was in the room that got to see that besides you? I mean, I'm sure there's some gentlemen just a telling that story. <laughs> we were in the studio. We were actually in the studio, you know. And mm -hmm. uh, they have this one studio with a big round table, and the mics were at the table. So you didn't necessarily have to be in the studio where we were broadcasting from. You could be in the studio uh, in the next door, or you could be... Uh, doing something in the recording studio, which was next to the uh, studio where the engineers were. But yeah, we, we had the mics up. So we were all around the round table, you know, and when they brought her this package, it was, it was hilarious. She was, she was fun. She was fun. She, she was fun, but she's like, oh, this smells so good. 
she just squirted herself and then kicked her leg up and squirted down there too. I'm like, you go girl. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Oh yeah. That's classic. That's classic. That's classic. So, um, I mentioned in the beginning how well-rounded you are. And one of the things you dabble in is culinary conversations, if I'm not mistaken. And so before we get into your current culinary expertise, when did you cultivate it? So when did it, uh, as a girl, as, I mean, wh- when did it start? Well, I think it started just watching um, my mother and my grandmother and my aunts cook it, mm-hmm. cook in their kitchens. And, you know, as a little girl, you always wanted to be, okay. So you would always sit in grown folks conversations and they would look at you and go, what are you doing here? You go back, you know, kids should be seen and not heard. You've heard that old classic statement. Well, that that reigned in my family because all of a sudden they'd look down and I'd be sitting there watching each other, watching them and <laughs> watching what was being cooked. The one recipe that I'm so sorry that I didn't have my mother write down, but I watched her do it a lot of times. And my two sisters have not been able to duplicate it, neither of my brothers. And that was her peach cobbler. So uh, I've learned some new peach cobbler ways, but uh, you got to get that butter right. You got to get that crust right. And everything has to be juicy and nice and golden brown. You've tasted peach cobbler before. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know a good peach cobbler. So that's where I got it from. So once I, once I got into, I want to do my own cooking show. And fast forwarding to 20, 2000, after my mom passed in 2000, I went to uh, CAN-TV and I learned how to do, uh, you know, editing my own show. And at first I was going to do like a talk show, variety show. In fact, I did that. And I directed a couple of plays that we did, but I wouldn't get enough feedback that I needed, that you need when you're in this business. You need feedback to just know that you're reaching somebody. So I examined being an artist and being attuned to all five of my senses, the sense of sound and sight and taste and touch and ah, taste. Hmm, taste, that's a good one. And at JPC, I remember bringing my uh, Weber grill to the park. And whenever we do concerts outdoor, thanks to Mu and Oink, uh, who no longer are existent, they would give us the meats to cook and I would cook the barbecue and man, people just love the way I would, you know, do my meats and everything. So that cooking thing was always there. I just didn't know one day it would be my forte. So I went into doing, I, the first show I did was with greens mm-hmm. and chitlins. Mm-hmm. When I did chitlins, and hog mogs and showed how to clean them and prepare them properly, mm-hmm. the phone has not stopped ringing since. Even people who said, oh, that's a slave food. Well, that's, that's pork and it's got a lot of proteins in it. So you have to understand what food is. But uh, naturally, chitlins being a slave, uh, it, it, you know, related to slave food. These are foods we survived on, whether you like it or not. And pork eaters, bacon, you know, that pig is so versatile, it's ridiculous. So you got a lot of things that come from our friend Porky the Pig. So <laughs> whether you 
you see chitlins or don't eat chitlins or can respect the way that chitlins are created and done, you can, you know, but I'm telling you, when I did my green, in fact, if you go on YouTube, my chitlins, hog mogs, from cleaning to eating is the most watched TV show on YouTube of my show. In fact, they got watched stamped across it. When we uh, send this out, we'll, we'll get all your information of, of all your media content and make sure folks get exposed to it. And I'll personally tweet it out as well. Oh, um, but that's how it started. And so after, after the greens and the chitlins, it was like more greens, not necessarily more chitlins, but you know, I began to expound on the soulful side of eating. And now I'm that now that I've done it, I can't believe I've done it since 2003 and uh, becoming a series in 2005, I knew then that cooking was my forte for, and I get a lot of feedback from that and I like that. That's awesome. So I'm gonna ask a, I'm gonna ask a, a culinary question here. Okay. So if, if someone was gonna hire you as a caterer, whether you were doing the cooking or not, you were gonna be the supervising caterer and they say you could pick the menu. So let's say it's for a party of 10, 15 intimate, um, but you get to pick the, the menu, what would, be, what would be on that menu? Well, first I would find out what people want to eat, okay. okay? What they want to drink, what they want to eat, what they want to drink. So I wouldn't just assume we're going to have steak and chicken. Uh, most of the menus at JPC were safe menus. When they had a crowd, it was always fried chicken. Now, who don't like fried chicken, <laughs> okay? So the world loves fried chicken, and I found out it's not just a black thing. Fried chicken is loved by every, probably every ethnic group I've explored in my, in my culinary ventures. So uh, I would definitely, um, you know, let's say, let's say people like a general menu. Okay. So, you know, it depends on if it's brunch or lunch or whatever, because believe me, I can let, eat Let anything. me refine it a little bit. They're coming to the experience. They're, they're going to do a theme thing. So the theme okay. is the best of LaDonna, and they're coming to this. So every so often they bring through these groups of small of 10 and okay. whatever, and they have to, you know, the menu of that day is the best of LaDonna, and people expect to come, and they don't necessarily get to make their choices. But inside that range, if you were going to, say, on a Thursday... <laughs> Yeah. And and you get to choose it and it would be the best of what you made. What would what, what would it what would one day look like if you were going if you were I doing the cooking? I would definitely do uh my hot salad. Okay, I would do a salad. Okay. I would do um a vegetable, a green vegetable like asparagus or broccoli. That's generally pretty safe. Uh I would do um uh, I like colors, so it definitely would be some tomatoes, cucumbers, you know. Uh, with my salad, it would be a mixture, a nice uh, southwestern kind of salad, you know, maybe with a little chicken in it and maybe with some shrimp in it, mix it up a bit. Uh, for my meats, I would definitely do a chicken or either um, some kind of poultry. And uh, I would definitely probably do a beef, which would be a some kind of uh, steak medallions, you know, like sliced steak. Uh, of course, if it was a party of just maybe a small group, uh, maybe each person would get a nice uh, strip steak or something like that. 
uh, uh, potatoes, uh, that would be good. And uh, my drink would be a wine, you know, some kind of wine, white wine or whatever. Uh, mixed drinks would be maybe a dirty martini with uh, stuffed blue cheese olives. I see your lips are moving, so am I here? And I haven't had lunch, so you, you got me good. I thought about what you asked me. What would I do? I should have given you the typical Thanksgiving dinner menu. I'll say, okay, let's say that I don't know what everybody wanted to eat. So I would do a general, let's say I wanted to impress everybody. Right. With a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I would probably do a typical, uh, our family Thanksgiving menu. Okay. I can share that with you, which is turkey dressing, giblet gravy. Mm -hmm. uh, gotta have that gravy, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, mixed greens. And I do a, a gourmet greens thing, which I use like five different greens. Okay. And I use uh, the smoked turkey butts. I use the turkey tails instead of the uh, smoked turkey wings. Uh, okay. Smoked turkey tails are so much juicier. Oh, they're so good. And then um, I do mac and cheese. I do mashed potatoes and uh, a cornbread, of course, a cornbread. Or uh, we used to go, always go and buy the dinner rolls, <laughs> but uh, my sister makes good cornbread. And by the way, my sister is the caterer and the baker in the family. You want to give her a shout out? Yeah, Miss Tittle's Cupcakes. You may see her friendly truck all around Chicago. She's been doing a lot of uh, 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 events, you know, lately. People have been opening up and and she uh, she's the caterer. She... Uh, she has her specialties of, uh, of oh gosh, she, she is so good. The mac and cheese is one of the things that I featured on my show, which you can go on YouTube and see a lot of my shows, youtube.com backslash LaDonna Tittle. And me and Danita, Danita's her name, and she does the mac and cheese, and she does a ham that's, uh -oh. that will blow your mind. So that would be a typical the, menu. The, you put the, the cloves and the pineapple and, and, and like. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a, ham. that's a ham maker there. Yeah, that's a ham maker there. And the, uh, oh, God, it's just to perfection. It really, really is to perfection. Yeah, she does the cloves, the pineapples with the little toothpicks and everything. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Get that I'm little. Having, yeah. I'm having flashbacks. Thank you for listening to part two of our one song playlist interview with LaDonna Tittle. There are four parts to this fantastic interview. Parts one and two will be available to the general public and tier one subscribing members of our one song playlist Patreon community. All four parts of our conversation with LaDonna will be available for tier two and three subscribers. Patreon is where you can support this podcast as a subscriber. And again, become part of our one song playlist community. For more information and to subscribe, go to patreon.com forward slash one song playlist. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash o-n-e-s-o-n-g-p-l-a-y-l-i-s-t. There is also great information on our one song playlist website, which is one song playlist.com.